0: This is the Employee 2 Entrepreneur podcast, the show for the family man who's looking to escape the rat race. So if that's you, if you're a husband or a father looking to build a business and escape your nine to five grind, then you're in the right place. I created this show for you because I am you. I'm your host, Brendan Ryan. And today I'm joined by a young Irish entrepreneur who got his start in sales and now has multiple businesses built around that experience, including a podcast and a sales training course. Warren, thanks for joining me today.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Brendan. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to have you. You're my first guy from Ireland. Um, I've had people from all over the world and I've had Nigeria, Singapore, Australia, Colombia, um, everywhere. So you're my first dude from Ireland making this a worldwide podcast. Very (laughs) excited to have you here because you're a fellow sales guy. So, um, Warren, for the sake of the audience, can you tell us your story a little bit about, um, how you got started in sales and then how you found yourself where you're at now?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, With that, just even based on what you said there with the Irish, unfortunately, I'm not in Ireland right now. You won't meet many Irish sales guys that are still in Ireland. I I, I can bet that. But in terms of my story, great question. Um, It all kind of started last year around kind of March time. I was in McDonald's. I was living in Italy, (sighs) moved across, and everything just wasn't really going right at all so i had to look into elsewhere one of my friends is doing really well in sales you might know him josh talks biz on on twitter and came all the way back to ireland from italy said right i'm going to put my back to the wall and i'm going to go into a commission only sales door-to-door position and really just go at it like my parents said you know why would you go from steady income to commission only and you know i didn't really look back i just said look even if i make nothing for eight weeks at least i learned something new at least i know how to sell at least i can that into whatever i go into in the future and from there like after four weeks i was like top 10 in the company we had like a mini team of like four but after like eight weeks of it you you just really don't like (laughs) door-to-door at all especially when it's commission only um Mm -hmm. from there i actually started gareth campbell's course in the closing bible and i'll be honest you can do any course in the world but if you don't implement it it's not worth it at all and yeah gareth campbell's course was great but I really put it off for like five months, I'll be honest, um, because I got a better door-to-door position. And I was kind of like the first inkling I got to kind of being trapped, like people working in a door-to-door position, base salary, company car, benefits, bonus end of year. You're talking anywhere 60 to 100K a year in Ireland, which is really good for a 20-year-old at the time, but that yeah. kind of helped me back for four to five months until... It was around December time in Ireland. And when you're knocking doors and it's minus five degrees in Ireland, you just don't want to be doing that anymore. Um, (laughs) From from there, I started taking Garrett's course seriously. Started applying to online positions. Got a cold calling gig. So I was knocking doors, cold calling in the evening. Like This was like 12, 13-hour days every day, Monday to Friday. I was just like, if I can just keep going, eventually one will take over the other and I can just take a step back. And that's where I got kind of really lucky. My friend, as I mentioned at the beginning, Josh Talk, Talks Biz on Twitter, we decided let's just go to Portugal for a month. And it's kind of going full circle because we're going to Portugal again next month, kind of around the same time as last year, where I got the first taste of him working online for the Rainmaker family, closing 6K deals every other day. And I was cold calling while I had the week off from the door to door position. I said, This is just not where I want to be. I do not want to be knocking doors in Ireland. I want to be living abroad. I want to be in Portugal. I want to be in Milan. I want to be in Spain. And really took it seriously from then on because it just kind of opened my eyes to how easy it could be if you got in the right position if you got the right vehicle behind you so started looking around on twitter and when i was actually in portugal i noticed jeremy moser he actually put up a position on twitter and he said look i'm looking for somebody for his company he's looking for a killer to come on board and i said right let me just message him followed up with him every day for like six days in a row finally got An interview with him and i didn't realize how big jeremy moser was until like 20 minutes before the interview and josh was like you know how big this guy is and i I just didn't know i was just so unaware within the sales space within what was going on and money Twitter. i didn't even really have a twitter account at that stage i had like two followers and didn't actually get the position but jeremy actually didn't take anybody on at that stage but he referred me on to one of his clients because at that stage, I didn't even know he had, you know, one of the largest client bases on, on Instagram. And one of them was looking for a triage setter, started working with themselves. Noticed that the closer wasn't really closing at a high close rate. I noticed that like, <laughs> some, some deals that should have closed didn't. Now they closed four or five months later, like brilliant, <laughs> but that's four or five months later um, and got a chance of closing. And I was like two weeks into the online sales game, quit my door-to-door job as soon as I got the position with the uh, options trading course. And after two weeks was closing, collected like 30K in, my, in the last week of December, I started managing that team in January after like, I think it was January 5th. I'd only been in the team like four weeks. And then we brought them from like 180K a month to 350K a month in January. 50? Um, During my course of my time there, it was anywhere between two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty was the usual revenue. But from there, did that all the way up until May. Travelled the world, lived across in in Spain, surrounded myself with people who are all are doing really well as well. And that's one thing that I really love. And I know I'm going on a big spiel here, but I'll obviously let you j- chip in now in a moment to kind of dive into whatever you want. But one thing that kind of struck me from the whole process was a book that I read it was called uh, the secrets of the millionaire mind and one line. in it said that you are an average 10% higher or lower in earning capacity from the five people that you hang around with the most. Mm-hmm. So I knew if I hung around with people who are making 10, 15, 20 K a month, naturally I'll get around there. Cause mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one that's earning the least amount that <laughs> not, naturally you don't want to be doing that. So right. you'll figure out ways to get to there. And from there, it was really, it was really eye-opening living across in Al- Alicante, living in Spain, surrounding myself with these guys. And kind of around May time, I realized that like there was like kind of like a cap to my ceiling in terms of what I could earn within that position because the company wasn't willing to spend money on paid advertisement to kind of expand, but more focused on organic, which is crazy by the way. I don't really know any other offers that are doing 300k organically per month uh, without any paid advertisement at all. Um, so we were really taking advantage of the leads, but just I realized that there was no real way that I'd get to 20, 30 K a month there. So when mm-hmm. I had that realization, I realized I have to take a step back to take two steps forward, didn't earn any money in, in June. I'll be honest. Like, I'll be I'll fully honest. I was trying to work on the business. I was trying to do many different things, offer many different services. Didn't really, n- nothing really stuck at all in June, um, in July, we got a couple of clients on, we got a big whale on actually within the real estate space. So really happy with that. And it's kind of going in the right direction now. So we have a couple of different vehicles as well. So have run a sales training group since January. We ran that up to like, I think it's nearly 1000 members within the Telegram. And in the internal Slack, it has like 70 people. So I'm doing a decent bit now, but um, I suppose it's, it's the steps that you take towards. It. And I actually had a training last night on goal setting and how Your goal setting shouldn't be monetary. Your goal setting shouldn't be surrounding with family. But if you're moving that needle 1% forward each day, naturally you get to the destination that you want to be. So Mm -hmm. it goes back to this is who I am. So this is what I do.
0: Tell me about how you started the sales training. What made you start that?
1: Great question. So we noticed that there was kind of like a gap in the market. There was only one other group that was offering a lower ticket. But even then the training... Wasn't like sh- too structured, so we decided why not just go into the market test and see that we could provide value for free, and we did that for six seven months, kind of like that Alex hermosi approach of give 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 and then take, um, mm-hmm. and just built it up and we we learned what what works well and we learned what definitely did not work. We did that for like six months. We just really to me it's like at that stage it was like charity, right? You have ten percent charity. I really want to give back. I really want to teach these guys how to do sales, how to make more money, how to get into a better position mentally, but not not just physically. And from there, that was my idea of fulfillment at that stage. Now it's obviously evolved into a Slack group, into an internal community. It's evolved into a great space for huge opportunities. Like we're about to drop in an opportunity with the ticket size being like 300K per deal. So it's kind of wow. crazy how like quickly things evolve um, and that—that that was ultimately like why we—why we started. Just honestly to just help people.
0: And 300k per deal—that's real high ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these people saying high ticket at like 3k or whatever, but it's like—is uh, it really? So. You mentioned, you know, that you started it out of charity, basically, which is, I think, a great way to to start your business model, especially when you're doing Alex Ramosi style where you just keep giving and, giving and giving and giving and giving and giving to the point where they're like, dude, what can I give back to you? What can I pay you? You know, et cetera. So um, but you mentioned that when you when you started it, you, you did some things that didn't work. What, what were those things?
1: Yeah, like obviously. When it comes to kind of like marketing, when it comes to bringing people into the group, when it comes to actually advertising the group, we weren't really advertising it at all. Hence, it's not really growing at all. If we're not talking about sales, if we're not talking about the group, we're not showing the results that we're getting. Like For example, one guy in there, he went from zero to 10K a month in like four months. And now he's managing a team that does 250K a month. So nice. we just weren't advertising any of that. So now we obviously have a plan. We have a, a structure. Look, we'll just post about this right now, uh, opposed to being, you know, we'll post randomly. Because if you post randomly, ultimately, if you don't have it on your calendar, it'll just not be completed. Like I have on my calendar weekly to call my parents. I have my calendar on my calendar weekly to call my grandparents I have on my calendar when, when I'm going to be working out in the gym, when I'm going to be going on my walks, when I'm going to be going and getting some sunshine, when I'm going to be having my food. Like everything is structured in a way where Okay, if it goes over twenty minutes, brilliant. But I know what I'm doing. If that makes sense.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you tell me we've, we've before we started recording the podcast that you had sixteen sales calls yesterday. Oh so my. you're doing that. Plus, you got the sales training. Plus, you have your own podcast. Tell me about the podcast. What made you want to start that?
1: Yeah, it's obviously another great question. The name of the podcast is Dropout Diaries, so it kind of goes hand in hand Such with myself. Good name. And And my, my co-host, we both dropped out of college last year. So I dropped out of college in like March. He dropped out of college in around January time. And we realized that what we were doing wasn't that hard. It was easy to teach, but nobody knew what we were doing at the same time. So we were always getting questions of how do I start this? How do I jump into sales? How do I start an online business? How do I network? How do i make extra money how do i make passive income and that was ultimately why we started the podcast because we were just getting so many questions it was easier to say we have a pod- podcast on this watch x and x episode and you'll get much better information opposed to me saying sending you a uh, f- four sentence uh synopsis when you'd rather watch a 30 minute episode and get go in full detail and ultimately it had the i suppose same beginnings as the sales group in terms of, we just really want to help people. And ultimately, if you have the heart, if you have the mindset of this is just going to help people when I'm working in business, this is going to help my clients because money's not as Cody Jefferson says, money's not hard. It's just a value proposition based on what you want and what you're going to get. This is how much we charge because the value proposition is equal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, money's nice, right? Money buys you freedom. You know, money's a great tool and everything, but it seems like so many people that are getting into entrepreneurship nowadays are doing it for a sense of fulfillment or being able to impact something in some way, whereas they don't really get that in their, their job, their nine to five, if you will. Um, yes. So when you dropped out of college, did you know at that time that what, like what you wanted to do or like what, what was going through your mind at the time that made you drop out?
1: Yeah, another great question, because when I was in college at that stage, everything was kind of shut down in Ireland with COVID. And I had like one uh, class or whatever you want to call it in in America. I'm not too sure the the lingo, but that was in person. And I called my granny and I told her, look, if anybody asks, uh, I'm minding you. You know, I'm taking care of you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I moved over to Italy, actually, around kind of that like, February time because I was working full time after like four or five weeks to that I said you know what I, I'm just I need to get abroad I need to do something different went abroad to Italy got a certain amount per week for just doing random tasks but just kind of escape and think you know what am I going to do what are the next steps from here and that kind of gave me the clarity to make the right decisions for it I'm actually meeting the exact same people that guided me along at that stage tomorrow so that's a good like that's how everything goes full circle, right? Yeah. If you have the mindset of I'm just here to help people, I'm just here to provide value. Then ultimately you'll be rewarded. And when I was in that stage, I had no clue what I was going to do. Like what a great question because I was lost. I had no idea what I wanted to get into in terms of business. I actually started a gym, paid like three K to make a gym. That business ultimately failed. Uh, I've had 30 businesses fail already. And that's just what you have to go through before one of them
0: sticks before. Did you say 30 businesses?
1: Oh, three. Three.
0: Oh, I thought you said 30. I'm like, man, that's crazy. So you had the gym. What were the other two?
1: One of them was like a consultancy business. It it was doing really well. And then it just didn't really make sense with the the current plans. And then the other one is irrelevant because it didn't really, we didn't really stick to it. Um, Because at the end of the day, you kind of need to niche down. You need to pick the right vehicle. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was sales at the time, which ultimately it was. And from there, as I said, one of my friends was in sales. He was doing really well. I made he had like a 5K k month in door to door, which is pretty unheard of. And I just thought to myself, 5K, that's like five times the amount that I'm making in this restaurant job that I'm doing. That's earning nothing per week um, and ultimately getting me nowhere. I'm not learning anything. There's no skill involved here. There's no progression. As you said, when you're working at nine to five, you don't get that sense of fulfillment. I got that sense of fulfillment when I was doing door to door by starting the podcast. I got that sense of fulfillment when we we're doing sales by teaching other people how to do sales, and mm-hmm. still doing that today.
0: Yeah. So, d- did you always know that you wanted to own a business, or d- was that something that you realized later on, and like av- even after you dropped out, or did you know that in college?
1: Honestly, I didn't even know that. Until I was doing door to door, and I accidentally knocked the door of one of the ex-CFOs of a large mining corporation in South Africa, and he had just retired. And he was at the door, and he was saying ABC. abc I was talking to his wife, and all I hear in the background was ABC. ABC. I didn't even know what ABC was at that stage. Always be closing. and Oh, oh. I <laughs> there. Had I actually had a consultation with him on the weekend? That weekend. And I still talk to him monthly and I didn't even think it was possible. I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't know how to do a flow coming in. I didn't know how to run accounts. I didn't know how to build a team. I didn't know how to lead. I didn't know how to progress in my career. And that's where like mentors are really important. That's where who you surround with yourself with are so important because I had, the, the vision was completely unclear at that stage. I was even before sales, I was in McDonald's working on the weekends. Nothing was going for me. I was just kind of having life go by, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned getting a mentor and I think, um, it's, it cracks me up when you have guys try to enter the sales space that, you know, they'll, they'll hit you up in the DMS and they'll say something like, you know, do you, ha- I just need an opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, but they, they will absolutely will not like buy any type of sales coaching, mentorship, nothing like that. And it's like, but dude, how can you expect to ask other people, To pay you five to 10K on whatever deal you're closing for when you won't even do that for yourself. It doesn't make a ton of sense, you know? And to your point about like the five people that you spend the most time with um, influencing your income, one of the best ways to get around a great group that can vouch for you and teach you, et cetera, is to. Honestly, kind of pay your way in there, at least in the beginning, you know, because then you get access to that mentor's network too. He introduces you to other guys in the space. And that, that's just sales 101, man. Um, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. Right.
1: Exactly. Uh, like, I, I can't even count on my hands the amount of groups that, I, that I'm in. And from there, even like with Gareth Campbell's course, some of my close friends are in, from when, who I met in there. For example, I wouldn't have met them if I didn't join. I wouldn't have been able to teach as many people as we could if they didn't join our group. Now we went into a separate business. And the first thing I said is, okay, who's really good at this that can teach us so that we can shorten the amount of time it takes to learn the skill? Because ultimately, if I can pay 2K to earn, learn something that will take us three months on our own, but it'll take us two to three weeks with somebody else. Is there not enough value out there? Do you not think mm. that you'd progress quicker, you'd learn quicker, you'd be able to get feedback much quicker, you'd be able to kind of hone in the, the clarity behind it, the vision much clearer. When you're doing something wrong, it can be called out. That's the kind of mindset yeah. I have when I go into anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. It's the, it's the shortcut, if you will. It's the fast track, absolutely. Yeah, and when I think of like... 'cause we we know each other from Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, right, but when I think of that space, the sales guy' space on Twitter, like it's really not that big right there there's probably what like I don't know maybe a half dozen to like ten different groups of like sales training courses and stuff, like you got the closing paid guys, the closing Bible guys, you got you guys like um there but there's really not that many when you think about it like as compared to like you know, because especially because we're talking about like internationally too, like you're over in Europe. I know you're Irish, but I guess, where are you at by now, right now, by the way, you in Italy. I'm in Milan. I'm back,
1: I I'm back home in Italy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the point is like, it's, it's a, it's like a smaller space than I, you would think uh, at first glance. Like they, you're, once you start to know people, you really start to know like everybody, everybody's interconnected. Um But I think I think that might be changing pretty soon. It seems like remote sales is getting more and more trendy. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's obviously a trend I've definitely seen. Like, for example, with one of the corporations that I work at right now, their main closer was poached from Geico, the largest insurance um, company in America. And he was their top sales rep for five years in a row, but he wanted to work online. So all these 18, 19, 20-year-olds, if all of those corporate guys switch across, and when they do, it's more about when they do, because I I know that they have big bonuses, they have big salaries, they have big commissions to chase after. But ultimately, if they want to work from home, they probably have to get a remote position. They probably have to get an online closing position that's commission mm-hmm. only. So I'm, I'm starting to slowly see a, a, a good few more people transition across from corporate. And I think it's only going to grow because ultimately most business, I think personally, is going to go online remotely Zoom. We've seen it increase over the past four years. I'm not sure the exact statistics behind it, but we've definitely seen a huge uptick.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when obviously when the pandemic came along, that that pushed a lot of things online. But then it seemed like there was a lot of companies that kind of reeled that back in and made people come back to the office, which I was really disappointed about because I think that that's a step in the right direction. Um but, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about it from that point of view when you're saying that, you know, the top corporate guys that are working in, you know, cars or insurance or or whatever it might be um, that realize, like, hey, man, why am I going into the office every day when I can just be wherever I want to? Because the remote sales gigs um, offer you freedom in terms of the schedule your, whenever you want to work, right? Because I, if you wanted to, like in your case, You can work American hours even being in Europe or I could work European hours even being in America. Mm. So you you have like quite a wide variety of uh, hours that you could possibly want to work. But you also you have time freedom, but you also have the location freedom too yes. on top of that um so you can travel around just like you're doing hanging out in milan which i'm really jealous about that's really cool <laughs> but um you know a, a lot of those guys live in the digital nomad life going to thailand and bali and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so um yeah you would th- i you would think we'd see more of those guys coming over um for that reason but i was thinking about it from the perspective of. Um, it just seems like it's getting trendy, man. Like it just seems like, so for instance, Amon Godsey about him coming out with his course. um, I don't think that's happened yet, but once that happens, I'm sure you will get an influx of a bunch of, um, you know, young guns, some green guys that.
1: Yeah. My my kind of opinion on that, like it's obviously great to see that like somebody else is doing the, the courses, but if anything, it's just going to flood, the market with more closers with no experience and no idea Mm -hmm. how to get a position and not very good. So the people that are down here just getting in, it's going to be harder for them to get in reason being, but also uh, in terms of ourselves, like we shouldn't be worried about that at all because it's going to make us have a perceived value, which is much higher because compared to the marketplace, we're much better than everyone else. Now I'm not I'm not saying that we're not humble or anything, but compared to somebody else who's just getting into sales, it's pretty easy to say that we'd probably close more deals opposed to them. So it makes us more valuable in the marketplace. And I saw a really good tweet from that from, I think it was Closing USD. You mentioned this is actually great for us because it makes us look a lot better.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. That's a good way to look at it for sure. Yeah. And so for that for that reason, if anybody's in there out there listening to this thinking about getting in the remote sales space, you better do it now before before we get that influx of among God's these guys or the corporate guys coming over. Um, Didn't even think about it from that perspective, like I said. But, um, I think that, you know, I like to say on this podcast that sales is the gateway drug to entrepreneurship that I see so many guys that start in sales and the next thing you know, they have a consulting business that's for sales or they have a SaaS that's for sales or, they, or whatever, or that, you know, they've talked to so many p- customers and clients that they know what the market wants and they've seen how good businesses run that mm. they go on and they create businesses of their own. And, um... With regards to like the journey of from employee to entrepreneur, which actually is a journey that you've made, right? Like you've, you've worked at McDonald's and then you started doing your, your, um, your sales gigs and now you have a sales training, you have a podcast, you have, you have your own businesses already, you know, that will continue to grow and flourish. I'm sure. Um, but in terms of that journey, I, I was reflecting on this the other day because, uh, Alex Ramosi, had his new big, Book launch, it was a, the Super Bowl of entrepreneurship with his lead gen book, um, which was phenomenal, by the way. So if you guys missed it; you got to l- listen to that replay because you can feel the the excitement and in, in the emotion even in the re- replay. But I was thinking about his own journey. Like he he used to work for like a corporate job, like he, he had like a really good um, job with the benefits, the four hundred one k, and everything like that. And he left that to go be basically a freelancer. 1099 type position as a personal trainer making peanuts in comparison to what you used to make and so it made me realize that that might actually be a very common step in the journey from employee to entrepreneur where you leave the w-2 job the nine-to-five traditional job to be more of this freelancer type thing and then you know you're self-employed but you have more control over your time which a lot of people say, you know, is your most valuable asset. Um, I think your most valuable asset is attention, like Alex Ramosi says, actually. But, um, you know, maybe we're splitting hairs a little bit there. But anyway, I think that that's an important step that that may get overlooked because it's a step that I'm doing too, right? Like I'm in a remote sales position where I'm a 1099 independent contractor, self-employed, but I have now – control over when I want to work a lot more control over how much money I make, depending on, you know, how I perform, etc., Um, and control over my location. If I want to move around, hang out with Warren in in Milan, if I want to. Um, and so it's made me reflect a lot on that about like, you don't just go straight from, you know, being a, an employee to owning your own business. A lot of times some people do, you know, maybe if they saved up a ton of capital working for a couple of decades in a decent job and then they just bought a business, um, that's a great way to do it, really. And buy on an already established business rather than try to do the startup thing. But it seems like that's a very common route where you go from employee to self-employed and then to entrepreneur. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, most definitely. And I think the, the main thing that you, you kind of touched on there and the main thing that I would probably add to that would be the fact that not everybody will succeed if you go straight into running a business, because at the end of the day, do you have experience knowing how a hundred, 200, 300, 400 K a month business runs, how they set up their emails, how they set up their funnels, how they strategically employ people in certain positions, client retention, long-term value, getting people on subscriptions. Do you really understand the true fundamentals behind that, that you can put into your own business? Because yeah, Ultimately, you're only going to learn that if you're going to be in that environment. And that's where, as you mentioned, going over from, as suppose, employee to self-employed is so mo- I think it's more valuable to do that first, to get insight, to surround yourself with people who are successful, like myself, I surround myself with Christopher Harris, Chase, uh, I can't remember a second name off the top of my head, um, other people like Josh, David and other people like Cole Ruth, Johnson, all these entrepreneurs who are doing really well and pushing each other on. And ultimately in the same mindset and ultimately pushing the same agenda forward and learning from them at the same time how do we run a business yeah. how do we set it up correctly for it to succeed and not fail so i think those skills are more valuable plus you if you have an offer it could be the greatest offer in the world you could bring even let's say let's just say SMA, for example social media management agency you could provide the best videos possible in the world you can get the best engagement You can get the best overall performance. But if you're not able to build a relationship with your client, if you're not able to actually effectively communicate when things are going well or when things are going wrong and why and what you're doing to get over them or to actually sell to them in the first place, get them over the line and get them into the business, onboarded smoothly and then up and running. If you can't sell to them in the first place, how are you meant to grow? If you have no revenue, you can't expand into other avenues.
0: Yeah yeah i think so many people that learn about internet money um they immediately go to start the business first like an e-commerce business a drop shipping business and some people have success don't get me wrong um but i know like in my in my experience i went for a lead generation digital marketing agency first and I, i learned plenty you know from doing that i think learning marketing is is a pretty good place to start don't get me wrong but marketing is a fantastic place to start but if i could do it all again i would 100% start in sales there's no doubt in my mind because um there well there's a lot of reasons really but one one of the reasons is exactly what you're saying where you when you're working in the business for like say it's a digital marketing agency. If I were to go in and be a setter for a digital marketing agency, I can see how they do things. All the operations, all all the client fulfillment, the client success, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that would have really helped me rather than trying to figure it out basically in the dark. Because when you're starting a business coming from being an employee your whole life, you don't know what you don't know. And so if you can go in and work for a business, especially if it's a business that like you would like to run or own or be a part of someday, um, then you're gonna learn all that inner workings behind the scenes so you can see what works, what doesn't, and then try to emulate that. So mm. yeah, man. I like if I could do it all again, I, I would start in sales instead of digital marketing. If you could do it all again, what what would you do differently?
1: Honestly I wouldn't even want to think too much into it. i wouldn't change anything because at the end of the day if you get too focused on the past you get distracted on what you need to get done right now so i i get him and ha over what i did wrong and what i didn't do too great and how i maybe could have closed x amount more or may, hey, maybe how i could have performed better in the management position or how i could have done x y and z but if you're focusing on that then i think it's a waste of time compared to focusing on how do i get better now what book should i be reading What webinar should I be watching in terms of Alex Ramosi's 100 million leads? What book should I be reading in terms of his? And a lot of people do get bogged down in the past in terms of, oh, I should have done X. You listen to somebody who got burnt in 2008 with the financial crisis, and they're still talking about it. Why? Because they're still focused on what happened in the past, opposed to figuring out how do they get back to where they were right now. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, what you do right now is what you'll become. I'm a big, huge believer in that. Like my second name is Mulvey. I went through my whole family history. This is who we are. We're we're athletes. We're winners. We don't just participate. We compete. So that's ultimately what you have to go into. That's where you have to instill the habits. I go to bed at a certain time. I sleep at a certain time. I make sure to get my work complete. I make sure to do it to my fullest. I make sure if I don't know how to do something, I ask. I make sure if there's something that I'm completely unaware of, I join a group like. So that's where even with Cody Jefferson and what he references all the time, which what I've kind of instilled right now is this is who we are. And so this is what we do. Plus it gets transferred across your kids as well, because I know your big thing is, you know, going from dad to entrepreneur. If they see their father going into entrepreneurship, ultimately going into sales, selling, working for himself, building a business, becoming a leader, learning effective communication learning how to build systems learning how to delegate learning how to get himself back into shape learning how to go to bed at a certain time learning how to eat healthier that's going to pass across to the children that's going to pass across to what you stand for at the end of the day this is what my father does and this is what we who we've become
0: yeah so that's kind and of the mindset I
1: going across for it
0: yeah lead by example yeah, absolutely. So, Warren, I know you, you got a hard stop coming up here soon. So where can people find you if they want to know more about your affinity sales training or um, dropout diaries, et cetera?
1: Yeah, most definitely. I can definitely do a shameless plug at the at the end. Uh, I think the, the best place and honestly where you get the most value will be my Twitter. And we're always posting either an auto DM where you'll get some form of value. We're always talking about sales. There's a link to affinity sales training in the bio. And ultimately you get the most amount of value from there.
0: Yeah. So go check them out on X. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds good, friend. Well look, I really appreciate you having me on today. I think it was pretty valuable. It's kind of a good insight from yourself as well, coming across from what you said about Iman Gadzi, the, the closing space, the entrepreneurship space. The way I suppose the best way to go about it. And even your fame, your famous phrase, I definitely agree with you on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So guys, if you're listening, please give the, the podcast a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts or if you're on YouTube, um, give it a like and subscribe. It helps the show. We got a free newsletter, free Discord group that I'll put the links down below for you. And if you're thinking about making the leap from employee to entrepreneur, join me, join Warren, so you can travel around and live in cool places like Milan. See you on the other side.